about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Well, welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode two, Homecoming. Jamie, welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> Did you like this episode? So disappointed in Andy. I know. I I said to you earlier, I had so many things I wanted to say about her. And the writers or the producers or whoever. I don't know if they just really did not like Meredith Monroe or her character anymore, but like the fucking hairstyles they gave her, the outfits they put her in, that whole scene she did with Pacey in the hallway with those dumb high pigtails. I said she has to look back on this and be like, I cannot believe I did this whole scene looking like this. It's embarrassing. I don't know what their deal was with her, but. It all falls back on like they did last season with Dawson and Joey, how he finally had this couple together and then they broke them up. So now they're breaking up Andy and Pacey. And obviously it's going to be Pacey and Joey, but eventually I did start to see it though. I have to tell you, I saw it in the scene when they were like, even walking into the pep rally together with, with Andy, I was like, Wow. They they start to get yeah. a little bit they get closer and they're more comfortable with each other. But then yeah, you can you can start to see it. And not so much right now, but just like little bits and pieces because you you get to kind of see how close that they they get. Um but yeah, yeah, see you're starting, you're gonna start yeah. noticing it more and more and more. So <laughs> so weird. I really was picking it up, but yeah, yeah I was yeah. just like, oh yeah. I'm starting to understand. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was a good episode. It's just this show now. I mean, we're only in episode two of season three, but it's a totally different show than what it was from season one. It really it is. is different. It's a different vibe, but I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it either. I just think it's evolving, but it's also just, I don't know what the word is. It's just very soapy now, I think. Well, teenage drama, man. They're getting older. Their yeah. dramas are going to change. That's all. No, like I don't. Yeah, like, and I don't, I don't hate it. I'm just very, like, I just feel it. You just feel that it's a different show. Oh, yeah. So. You, got, you get a completely different vibe off of it, like, the way everything is. Uh, but, I mean, it has to evolve. Could you imagine if it was just the same thing over and over? I think they do a really good job bringing in new elements to the same character. So the characters themselves are starting to grow. Yeah. And that's what they need. They need character growth. Otherwise, it stalls. So... I liked it. And I like yeah, this right. season. Maybe I'll really, really enjoy it by the time we're done it. So we'll see. See? See? There you go. <laughs> yeah. See? Um, well, before we get into the episode, how was your Easter? Did you do anything fun or exciting or anything at all during our extended weekend? Uh, what did I do? Easter, we went to Terry's parents and had dinner. Uh, did I do anything else? <laughs> Wait, can I just say real quick? We huh. literally were talking for a fucking hour and a half before we even <laughs> record. So it's not like we don't have anything to talk about. Right, but I don't know if they really want to listen to me go on a tangent about 
<laughs> we K-pop. were talking about we went from k-pop <laughs> bts <laughs> merchandise to lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis <laughs> to our work to um like whatever <laughs> we're fucking crazy it's really and then we're crazy. like then you're like we got to do this podcast because otherwise i'm gonna start singing k-pop songs. <laughs> I'm just gonna play some K-pop in the background, and we're, you know, or you know, no, we'll kick it like early, early 2000s, late 90s with some cascadas. Some oh yeah, we were ha- we had a rave. We were doing a rave. Yeah, we're gonna there. have like a rave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on some Benny Benazi, some Satisfaction, you know, um, a ba- bass hunters, ba- <laughs> bass hunter, <laughs> bass hunter, <laughs> bass bass hunter. What did I say? Did I say bass? Like you got no, me saying. I kept calling him bass hunter. <laughs> And you said base on her Leave my Swedish people alone, okay? I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Base on her. Beth. Yeah, he's going after fish. Yeah. <laughs> They're having a rave in the ocean. He's looking for fish. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> Baby, it's better. Down where it's wetter. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how dirty that song is until just now. <laughs> yeah. He's a dirty little crap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um the whole scene with Jen explaining stuff to Dawson made me laugh so much because I completely forgot about it. And I'm also like super surprised because they're kind of detailed. So. I know. It was very detailed. I liked it too. And we got yeah. to that. I wrote it all down. So oh, did you? Oh, good. Because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And I, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. How about you? How was your Easter? <laughs> all right. Well, that was exciting. <laughs> I can't um, remember what I did. Like, I don't know what I did Saturday. I don't know what I did Friday. Yeah, we were we were very low key. We were going to go to Justin's mom's, but we ended up just staying home. And um, yeah, it was just like another day. We didn't do anything. I didn't see my I talked to my niece and nephew on um like facetime we just like we're talking and then um the day before that saturday i took adrian out we went we went to a couple of stores i bought her this giant stuffed giraffe that she wanted she does this thing where she goes um uncle steven can you see how much that is because i might want to buy it with my own birthday money Mm -hmm. and i go what what do you want to buy and she shows me and I was like, you want another stuffed animal? And it was a big stuffed animal. It was like a big gi- like giraffe. And I said, well, how much is it? Well, she's asking me. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm asking her. So then I said, just grab it. And we'll, when we find one of the like price checkers, we'll see. Yeah. So we got to it and it came up like $12.99. And I was like, Adriana, I'll just buy it for you. I thought it was going to be like 50 bucks. And <laughs> I guess it was like a, a clearance item or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. I'll buy it for you. Cause I was going to buy her something anyway, because it was Easter. And like, I usually get her and the, like the other kids like things. Yeah. And um, so she was happy. I got her that. And you know how, how, you know, you're old, Jamie, when you buy new bath towels and you're like, I really need a bath towel. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I should buy a matching rug and all this stuff. <laughs> So um, I think I'm going to go back this week and get two more so I can go through all of my towels and get rid of things. Getting towels is exciting, especially when they're really big ones. I like the really Oh, big yeah. Ones. They are. They, they were are the really oversized big. ones. I really yeah. like them. I yeah, used it tonight for the first time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wash them first. <laughs> but they're very nice. I like them from, from Target. 
Um, I'm trying to think like what stupid thing <laughs> I get excited over that like only adults like <laughs> like care for. I'm trying to think of what it is. I don't know. I get excited when I know I have paper towels and toilet paper. Like if I have an extra thing of paper towels somewhere, I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I'm like, I'm not, I didn't run out of paper towels. I have paper towels. Like that's an adult thing that you should have. <laughs> that's like, like when you go in your pocket of your winter coat for the first time in a year and you find that $5 bill that you didn't know existed. <laughs> you're yeah. like, yes. <laughs> Hello, five bucks. You've been yeah. in here all year. Funny. Just waiting for me. <laughs> what a lonely $5 bill. <laughs> Things are things get very different when you get older. <laughs> you get excited over the dumbest things. Your priorities change for sure. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Um, but yeah, other than that, we didn't do anything for Easter. Like I said, I made a nice Easter basket. That was fun. Oh, I had a fun shout out that I wanted to give to. Yeah. Well, it's not really a shout out. So our friends over at Reality Checked on Sirius Radio Andy 102. I was listening to the show last week and they were recapping Real Housewives of Orange County again. And I'm sitting there listening and they were mentioning something about a creek. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, are they going to say something about my podcast again? Are they going to say something about the podcast? And Alyssa, the producer goes, that's going to be the name of Steven's new podcast, Creek Screams, (laughs) because they were making fun of the one person on the show and amy went along with it and they mentioned our podcast again on the show and it just cracked me up but because of that we've had a couple people message us and tell us that uh they're going to start listening to the show from that shout out that amy and Alyssa gave us so i thought that was really really cool thank you yeah no that is awesome that's so exciting <laughs> i know i messaged both of them and i just said thank you and amy just responded you know, that's great or whatever. But I was like, wow, like word of mouth is a real thing, you know? So, yeah. and we just made 5.5 thousand downloads. Jamie, we're almost at 6,000 already. It blows my mind. So I, you know, we say it every week, but you know, thank you. And we yeah. appreciate it. And just keep listening because podcasters supporting podcasters unite, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're 100% right. Thank you. Thank you for everybody's listening, for everybody's talking about it and sharing and following and downloading and rating and reviewing and even reaching out just to say, hey, we love you guys. Yeah, the DMs and everything are so nice. So other than that, I also wanted to give a shout out to the guys over at Happy Horror Time Podcast. They put out a short 15 minute uh, horror film on YouTube. If you go on their their Instagram or just look up their YouTube at happy horror time podcast. I, th- I think it is. Uh, they posted the the movie. I watched it last night. It was really, really good. Um, cool. The two hosts are in it and there's a couple of other actors in it as well, but um, I enjoyed that. That was really good. And lastly, I will say that Brucker over at autopsy of a horror movie I won his like raffle for what movie he's going to do a commentary on. So he did, um, did an episode that just came out for hell house LLC. So if you're interested in that, go listen to his podcast because it's really, he really liked it too. I was, I was like happy. Cause I even said to him, I was like, some people like this movie. Some people don't like it. But for me personally, I thought it was a very creepy movie. 
And I try to tell everybody to watch it because it's just a very spooky movie. And according to his commentary, he enjoyed it. But check that out if you're interested. Other than that, if you have nothing else to say or give or want to talk about Jamie, I guess we could get into the episode. We probably should, because otherwise I'll get distracted. I mean, we're going to get distracted at some point anyways, but... I mean, the only other exciting thing that I can really say is I can write sushi in Japanese. <laughs> that is exciting. You just showed me. <laughs> That's how you write it? That's it? <laughs> it literally sushi. <laughs> sushi. <laughs> Not how I thought it would be. <laughs> I know. I just wrote it again. <laughs> I was so excited. You're funny. Uh, All right. Well, congratulations on learning how to write sushi. Um, <laughs> congratulations to our other podcaster friends yes. on their uh, new things. Thank you, Amy Phillips and Alyssa uh, Heimrich. And uh, we hope everybody had a beautiful holiday weekend, whatever you celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now let's get into season three, episode two, Homecoming. Aired October 6th, 1999, directed by Melanie Mayron, written by Greg Berlanti. All right. So we open with Pacey and Dawson. They're outside of Capeside High. They're having a conversation, walking the class. And Pacey says that he's going to explode and he keeps like holding his stomach. And he says that a certain person. (laughs) Yes, I thought. We would be walking around like work for a walk and you would grab your stomach. I'm like, what are you doing? And you'd be like rubbing it. You're like, stomach stomach problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> Casey totally reminded me of me <laughs> with so the funny. sensitive, nervous belly. <laughs> I know this feeling well and it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to it at this point. <laughs> I, like, okay, so I, if I ever had to get on a plane, I don't know. I won't be able to eat, I think, before I go because my stomach, I'll be so nervous. I'll be like in their bathroom, <laughs> like on the plane the entire trip because like I won't be able to move. <laughs> Just be no, like, I think you'll be okay. here. If, if the plane goes down, I'm going down in the toilet. <laughs> oh my God. Don't say that. I think you would be fine. You would just, you would get used to it and you'd be like excited looking out the window or whatever and you'd just experience or like take in the experience. Yeah, I have to go with friends or something to to help keep me distracted. I don't know if I could ever get on a plane by myself. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, hi. First time on a plane. I'm 30 something years old. Can you can you walk me through the steps? Because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> it's not hard. You just find your gate. You get on the plane and they fly off. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> they check your luggage. Everything's like taken from you. Like you go, you check your luggage and they like take your luggage and then they put it on the plane and you're like all right, got to wait to get on. And then they're like, line up. (laughs) And they check everything. And then you get on the plane. They're like, line up. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we're taking seats such and such right now. It's it's very organized. You'll you'll figure it out. Um, But but besides that, and your explosive stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Casey says that his insides are gurgling. Who gurgles at 16 unless their insides are going to explode? And uh-huh. Austin tells him that he's not going to explode. Nervous anticipation doesn't cause spontaneous combustion. And Pacey says, who said I'm nervous? And Dawson reminds him that he'll be seeing Andy in less than six hours. And Pacey says five hours and 20 minutes if the traffic's right. 
So he finally admits to being nervous and Dawson asks if Andy's father is still letting him pick her up. And Pacey says, absolutely, this train cuts at lunch. So then Dawson asks him if he wants some company for the car ride. Mm -hmm. And Pacey tells him that actually he has Joey because per their conversation last week, and Dawson says, absolutely, please. Nobody welcomes a Potter Witter detente more than me. Detente? <laughs> he says that now. <laughs> Wait, before we go on, was it a five-hour drive or was it five hours till he would see her? Because I thought it was in Providence, right? I don't really remember. I was writing notes when he was talking. <laughs> he says it's going to be five. It's a six hours till he sees her. And he said, actually, five hours and 20 minutes. Well, so they were at the beginning of school. Yeah, they're at, so it's probably, I don't think it's a five-hour drive. Okay. I bet I, it's, it's probably not. sometime. I don't know. Let's give it, let's say I two know. hours. Okay. And if any of you listening can remember, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a five-hour drive either. I kept getting confused by it. I know that it was definitely not like close because he was upset that she was leaving and there, there was that whole thing about her leaving and and all that stuff so i don't think it's close but i don't think it's far really far either five hours is that's a long drive i know that's what i kept thinking too i was like this is like the prison all over again <laughs> yeah so dawson says it'll only help as he and joey weave their separate ways through these pathless woods we call life and Pacey says, speaking of wood, whatever happened with a certain bus girl? And Dawson says, don't ask. She vanished. And Pacey says, you let her get away? And Dawson says, well, I had a slightly irate father to answer to. Pacey asks, like, what happened since? And Dawson's like, with Eve? I haven't even been able to find her. Dawson says that he even checked at the strip club, but they told him that she doesn't work there anymore. She was a temp. <laughs> and we see Pacey grab his stomach again. And he's like, uh strip joints have temps <laughs> and every time i saw pacey grab his stomach i was like i understand pace i understand i know <laughs> so now they're actually in Capeside high walking down the hall and dawson says that the only information he has of her is her name and he doesn't even think that's real so pacey says that's too bad because eve was the ultimate transitional woman and dawson says well how do you figure so Pacey tells him that he was coming off an emotionally traumatic, life-altering relationship. The last thing that you need to be doing is to get emotionally involved again. But being a young, increasingly buff male, you have certain wants and desires. Enter Eve, a gift from the gods on Rebound High, a curvaceous vixen who was meant for you to explore in a sexual manner, only a sexual manner. I was like, wow, are they really talking about this? Pacey's still talking and we see an arm come out like off screen and grab Dawson and like yanks him away. And Pacey's still talking and he says, a femme fatale whose genetic code screams objectify me. I'm telling you, Dawson, if you ever find her again, don't let her out of your sight. And then he turns around and he realizes that Dawson is gone. This was literally Eve just randomly shows up and pulls a drive me crazy move. This is what I this is what I think of it. As every time I see that, I just like this is like from Drive Me Crazy. And for those of you who are like, that sounds really familiar, or I'm not sure. It's a fantastic movie with Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and what's his face? I can't remember his name right now. Adrian Grenier or something. Adrian something like Grenier. that. Yeah. And what's her face actually was in it? I think she's the one um, from the first season with Pacey and this, the heart stripe. 
Oh, right? Christy Livingstone. Yeah. Allie, right? Allie Larder. Was she in it? She had the, the red hair. She was a president. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So she's wow. the one who actually pulls <laughs> him. You knew something. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember their names. But that's what she does in the movie. He's just walking down the hallway and she comes out of nowhere, grabs him and throws him in the closet and they start making out. That's, so that's very vaguely it. familiar to me. I don't really remember. I have to rewatch yeah. it. So I call it the drive me crazy move. So <laughs> she pulled the drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Allie Larder was in it. That's yeah. so funny. Look at that. See, look at me. See, I know things. Look at me. Be proud. <laughs> be proud. Everybody be proud. <laughs> I'm proud of me. I'm proud also, of you. I love that movie. So I saw that the Goodwill over the weekend. It's so funny. It was on DVD. Yeah. I, I, I almost bought it, but I was like, I think I own it already. <laughs> I have it downstairs. So now we are with Dawson in the janitor's closet with Eve and they're making out. And she says, morning, Dawson. Welcome to school. <laughs> and then we get the opening credits. And we come back to Dawson and Eve in the closet. They're still making out. And Dawson asks her what she's doing there. And she says, at 11, I'm jumping out of a cake for Mr. Sachs in AP History. Duh, I'm like a student. <laughs> she's not a student. <laughs> she would think she was the way she's there all the time. Oh, no. And she says, what's the matter, Dawson? You've never seen a senior girl up close before? And he says he's seen plenty of senior girls, but none of them look like her. And he's about to guess her age. And she says, watch it. <laughs> and she says, I thought you'd be excited by my sudden appearance. He tells her that he's very excited, except it's usually followed by a sudden disappearance. And he says, who are you, Eve? First, you're the stunning passenger on my bus, striking up conversation. Then you're wearing a wig, serving cocktails in a strip club. Now you're a senior at my high school. And she says, you've got it all wrong. I'm none of those things. I'm just a girl standing in a janitor's closet asking you to kiss her. <laughs> and then they make out again. Do you remember what that's from? It sounds really familiar, but no. It's <laughs> it's Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. Oh, I can't tell you the last time. I don't even know if I saw the movie from front to beginning. I beginning. haven't seen it in years. But like for real though, who is this Eve besides a wild child? I even wrote in here. Her parents must be so proud. And I was like, and yet we all secretly wish we were her. Oh, the freedom. <laughs> Not only that, she has a really great body. Yeah. She's she's like absolutely like gorgeous. It's crazy. And I like her short hair. I really yeah, do. She, she definitely pulls that hairstyle off. But I feel like I said this last episode too. I feel like every time I see this actress, she always looks the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know why. Um, also, <laughs> it seems that the days with the episodes opening and Dawson's room might officially be over because we did not start off in the bedroom again and i don't think that we ever really will ever go back to dawson's bedroom um i think we did next episode really yeah damn it i spoke too soon i think we do next episode oh yeah you know what that could make sense because they're kind of friends again she her and dawson talked a little bit today but i don't know it's um let's see they're, it's just them changing the show you know just them trying to get out of the because kevin williamson's gone at this point and they're just trying to like we said earlier evolve the show and get out of those like tropes like kevin williamson established so they start to make out again and the bell rings and she says i'm late for bio and she leaves and he tries to go after her but he ends up tripping over a mop and bucket <laughs> so then he's leaving and he runs directly into his father and He's calling out to Eve and he's and he says, What's your last name? 
but she's already gone. Mitch says it's Leary, but you can call me dad. Yeah, he like runs directly into his father, Mr. Green, and say like, what's your last name? And he says it's Leary, but you can call me dad. So they're like walking real quickly, like Dawson's in the middle of of the two of them. And you like that nobody questioned the fact that he just stumbled out of the janitor's closet? No. Not even a like eyebrow up going, what are you doing? No, it's, oh, my last name's Leary. And now we're walking because we have something to talk to you about. Not even one question about why he's sitting in the closet by himself. Well, Jamie, there's no repercussions for his, uh, for what he, what happens later either. You notice that too, right? Yeah. First of all, Mitch's expression, priceless. And then he started laughing. And then even the principal's like, all right, yeah. go Dawson. <laughs> Honestly, like, I thought it was epic. Jen says, bitch. And she gets Saturday detention. <laughs> Dawson's pretty much like about to fuck oh, some dude. stranger in school. I know he's like, the whole he class. has like, his shirts off yeah. and her her button up shirts open and her you know her bra's all exposed and or whatever it looked like a bathing suit top. It's probably a bra. Who the hell knows though? It's the nineties. And um, I know he doesn't get in trouble, but you know then you've got everybody else that got in trouble with dumb stuff from before. And I just <laughs> it's funny. But he he gets caught almost half naked getting ready to bone right on stage. And they're like, yeah, Dawson. Behind Leary. the projector screen. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what this episode is. It's weird. Yeah. Like the way Pacey was talking about Eve in the beginning, it's kind of gross, but at the same time. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Uh-huh. All right. Anyways. So <laughs> but but Eve is literally just like endorsing it because she's yeah. you know, she's okay with it. So yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, so, so doll, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with it. So Dawson's walking with them and they're trying to convince him to help out with the pep rally. And he's like, sounds good. So Mr. Green says that he'll see him in his office at 3 p.m. And Dawson's confused. And Mitch tells him that he owes him. So Dawson says, this is so not my day. So now we're with Grams. And we see that Jack and Andy's dad is there. And so is Jack. Mr. McPhee tells Grams that he can't thank her enough. And Grams says that after the year she had with Jen, having Jack was like boarding St. Francis. So Jack asks when Andy's going to get in and his dad tells him that she's coming in tonight. And he says, Pacey wanted to surprise her and bring her home early. Apparently she's made a full recovery according to her doctors, but with mental illness, you're never out of the woods. So Graham says that he'll give Andy a better chance by moving his business to Cape side. So we're supposed to believe that he's moving back to Cape side with the family. They're going to go back to the house, I guess. The mom is, still sick i don't know they never really talk about her no they don't so jack says that he was hoping they could wait until the weekend to move his stuff back into the house and his dad says that's what he needs to talk to him about (laughs) grams is like gotta go (laughs) (laughs) i'm out so then mr mcphee tells jack that he thinks it might be better if jack stays with grams uh and jen as long as it's all right with her so jack's like you don't want me home So his dad tells him that he has a situation that works for him and he doesn't think it's wise to disturb that. So Jack says, you mean you have a situation that works for you? And his dad says that the changes that Jack is going to make in his life are changes he has every right to make. 
It would be too difficult with him around. So Jack says, why can't you just admit that you're afraid that you can't deal with having a gay son and having me around would mean doing that? His dad says, must you assume that every decision I make is based upon my lack of character? And Jack says, no, just the ones that concern me. And he says, well, since this is still my home, I suggest you leave. So then he leaves. I was like, wow, he doesn't even want his son to move home. Yeah, he's a complete dick. Like, just when you thought maybe they might have had, like, a small break, you know, like, one step forward, it's always two steps back. But, yeah, he doesn't even want him to come home. It's sad. I just want to deal with one problem child at a time, and right now it's your sister. So weird to me. But by the end of the episode, like, he is trying, but Mm -hmm. I don't get it. He's so fickle. Wishy-washy. Yeah. So now we're with Pacey. And he's arguing with the receptionist because he's trying to pick up Andy. And the receptionist is saying that Andy is scheduled to be released tomorrow, not today. And Pacey says, that's why it's a surprise. So the receptionist says that we avoid surprises here. (laughs) And the only way Andy can leave is with her written consent. So Pacey tries to tell her that if he could just go see her, then she'd consent to it. The receptionist isn't having it. No. (laughs) I love this scene so much, by the way. I thought Joey was like, perfection yeah it was funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah the receptionist just pretty much tells him that he has to come back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m when visiting hours resume so pacey leaves upset we see that joey's sitting on the police cruiser and pacey tells joey that they won't let him see andy so joey puts out her hand (laughs) and she like kind of shakes a little bit because Mm -hmm. because she wants him to take her hand to help him off the the police car and they're holding hands as they walk into, like, she's pulling him into the, the building. Clinic. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, follow me. <laughs> so now we're with Joey talking to the receptionist about how she needs to see a doctor. It's like the same sort of like um, way that we saw Pacey. It was just very like in your face kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and I think a big, obviously a big part of her being in the face is to distract this woman because she's about to sneak, pa- you know, Pacey past her. So yeah. How can I distract this woman best <laughs> so that Pacey can go upstairs? So the receptionist tells her that this is a private care facility. Unless it's a medical emergency, they do not take walk-ins. And Joey says, this is a moral injustice. I have psychiatric concerns. <laughs> and she says, well, obviously. <laughs> so Joey says, fine. If that's the way it is, you'll just have to do. And she moves her like nameplate out of the way. And she sits up on top of the desk. <laughs> She just like spreads her legs out. It's and real comfy. She says, Well, someone's got to listen to me. I've had a tough life, lady, and I have a lot to talk about. So she starts talking. She says, See, it all started when I fell in love with this boy down the creek. And we see her signal to Pacey from below. And he starts moving like army style across the floor. Like yeah, he on, army like... calls it across the off across the lobby <laughs> <laughs> to get from the front door, you know to the to the steps which is really interesting because i would have thought this place would have had cameras but this woman is so engrossed in joey's story at this point because she's like and my father went to prison two times and this woman's so engrossed in joey that if there are cameras on her desk she is not noticing the man army crawling across the floor no (laughs) and she's the only person working there (laughs) i know what kind of facility is this (laughs) it's a medical clinic sure so now we cut to Dawson and Mr. Green, and he's trying to get Dawson to edit old footage of the Minutemen into a promotional film for the pep rally. So Dawson reminds Mr. Green that the Minutemen are winless three years running. And Mr. Green says he knows what the reality is, but the footage wouldn't emphasize what it is, but what could be. 
So then Dawson compares Mr. Green to the Nazis, pretty much. <laughs> he compares Mr. Green, a black man, to the Nazis and what they did with uh, their Nazi propaganda. Yeah. So Mr. Green tells him that the film has proven to be a highly effective medium. He starts blabbing about Frank Capra and Annie Hall. And I really thought Dawson would be interested in that. But he catches Eve out of the corner of his eye outside. And he's like, I'll do it. It's fine. And he runs out of the principal's office. Just stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Green is a big presence this season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about these, these shows. And then as they get older, all of a sudden, the like principles actually matter. It's the same thing in Buffy. You only saw, I think, the principal maybe in the first season once or twice, and he gets eaten by uh, wolves. The mayor. <laughs> no, no. Well, the first president, no, not the first president, God. the first principal gets eaten by um, when it was the zoo episode. When oh, my God. Yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Like, whatever. So they kind of start working as a pack. Um Xander and like a bunch of bullies. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. They eat the, yeah, they eat their mascot and they eat the they eat the principal or something. Oh, <laughs> um, shit, Jamie, I totally forgot about that. Wait, yeah, I want to see who the principal the second, is. The second principal gets eaten by the mayor, and that's the graduation night. <laughs> I love that episode, the graduation episode. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that show so many times. <laughs> Wait, what episode was the pack? Here it is yeah oh principal bob flutie yeah mr flutie yeah because we kind of liked him remember because like buffy in the first episode i think when buffy goes to the school he like takes her transcripts and rips it up and then he looks down and realizes she burnt down a building and starts taping it back together yeah do you know (laughs) who else is in this who billy jen Billy. billy oh is he yeah he plays one of the one of the pack oh is he one of the he's one of the pack one of the pack guy yeah the bullies he was on this before he was on dawson's mm-hmm. see crazy i miss the 90s like i was thinking about this so we were um the principals trying to get dawson to make a promo all right so now we're with dawson he's outside and he mm-hmm. runs to meet eve and we hear her say slow down buster brown <laughs> i have to i have to say though like the dialogue they give her is so stupid because <laughs> she's just supposed to be this like sex object and she's i don't know i can't explain it she's not like the most likable character but because she's such a mystery mystery. she's a complete mystery and i think that's part of the allure and the problem (laughs) the allure and the problem (laughs) well yeah talk about head games you know no yeah so dawson says i'm warning you this is the last time i'm going to chase you and he tells her that he's spending year chasing a woman and it's a very bad habit eve says oh you're one of those are you she says one of those guys who spends the rest of their life comparing every relationship to their first one. And he says, that's not entirely true. And she asks Dawson if he's completely over her. And he says, over who? She says, nice try. She says, the brunette, it took you only five minutes to bring up when we met on the bus. And he says, I motion for a change of subject. She says, motion denied. Are you or are you not over your ex-girlfriend? And he pauses for a second. And then he says, yes. She says, sorry, didn't buy it. She says she wanted to see if he'd be honest with her. And she says, you weren't. I like that. <laughs> She's so weird, dude. I don't even. <laughs> She's the kind of girl who like would want to watch him like fuck some other girl in bed and then get mad at him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what she reminds me of. 
Okay. He's a psycho. Okay. <laughs> um, so he says, he says, you like dishonesty? What else turns you on? Greed and corruption? Sex turns me on, Dawson. And he says, it tends to do that to people. She says, and you would know that how? He tells her that he chooses to ignore her slight. Burn. She says, maybe it wasn't a slight. Maybe it was an invitation. And he says, yeah, well, what are you? very blunt. I know. I was like, just fuck her already. Like, like I mean, at like, this point, she's basically like realizing that she can't beat around the bush. <laughs> she's going to have to be blunt in order to make this happen because she wants the D and he's not getting the, the hint. No, he's he like, gets the hint. He's just like being well, dull and like, eerie. Well, I know. Well, he's like questioning everything. Are you sure? I don't know. He is Dawson. He's pulling a Dawson Leary here. He's too innocent. That's the problem. Yeah, like he doesn't know how to just go he's, for it. He's so innocent. He says, well, what are you suggesting? And she says, only the obvious. A night of scorching, hot, unbridled, mind-altering sex. And he says, just like that, no first date, no getting to know each other. She tells him, those are small town rituals for small town girls. Let's face it, Dawson. We're hot for each other. It'd be a lot of fun. And who knows, maybe it'll even help you get over that certain brunette. It's really funny that she's scorching hot, mind-altering sex. That's not the first thing that comes to mind when I look at Dawson Leary. (laughs) (laughs) But if that's what she's into, that's what she's into. I know. He'd probably come in like two seconds. (laughs) He'd be like, that's it. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Think of Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) <laughs> think of dirty socks dirty socks <laughs> think of the polar ice caps melting i don't know <laughs> god um so yeah he says you're on but you can tell he's clearly nervous she tells him that she'll take care of the time and place he just needs to be prepared so she starts to walk away and he asks her how he can find her and she says don't worry about that dawson i'll find you so then Dawson watches her walk away and she's all sexy and everything. And he she says, like low jack on Dawson. How creep. I'll find you. Don't you worry. I know. All right, stalker. Well, <laughs> she knows where he's at for most of his day during the week. So. <laughs> True. Um, so she, he's watching her walk away and he says, this is so my day. <laughs> so now we see that Pacey is running up the stairs in this clinic and he's looking for Andy And he finally finds her and we cut to Andy. She's sitting in a bed and she's talking to another boy who's just like lounging in bed. They're lounging. (laughs) Lounging. And it's a big room. Yeah, I'm impressed. (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) It looks like a, like a fucking, what's it called? Like a mansion. It's a big, big room. So Pacey knocks on the door and we see that Andy's surprised to see him. And she's like, well, what are you doing here? And he tells her that he wanted to surprise her. And he like goes and picks her up and he kind of spins her around. And she looks like she's so awkward. Like she's, don't do this kind of thing. She's completely, well, one thing, she's caught off guard, right? So that's a little bit of a shock. But do you notice her entire interaction? And this is how you know. And Pacey is completely aware that something's up. She's very distant and sketchy. And avoiding, you know what I mean? And then the eye contact when she like introduces Mark and then Mark's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave. The eye contact they had. Oh my God. It was like, it was like a five minute eye contact. Right in front of Pacey and Joey saw it because she just came up the top of the steps at this point. It was so weird. (laughs) Wow. Like, 
I mean, I guess you could go either way. It's really obvious they make that eye contact connection or it's like, oh, I did something wrong. I can't look at you because like I'm ashamed of myself. I don't know. I just. (laughs) She was literally like this. All right. I'll see you later, Mark. Read, read my eyes as I stare longingly into yours. And Pacey's looking in front of my boyfriend. (laughs) Pacey's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And his future girlfriends. His future wifey. (laughs) Oh my God. So she introduces, she introduces the boy. Yeah. His name is Mark. Marky Mark. uh, (laughs) Marky Mark. I was trying to find out what his name was because he looks yeah. familiar. Uh, the actor. So Andy says she thought her dad was going to pick her up in the morning. And Basie says, well, that's the surprise. Mark pipes up and says he's got to go. It's dinner time. And like we just said, there's this awkward tension that's so clearly evident. <laughs> and Andy yeah. and Mark just stare at each other for a good 20 minutes before he leaves. And yeah, they Pacey don't hide notices, it very well. <laughs> no. Pacey notices it and we see Joey come up from downstairs and she's noticed it and they hug. Andy's acting super excited. Um, she's yeah. way more excited to see Joey than she is to see Pacey. Yep. Yes. And that, that right there is, is weird. Very weird. <laughs> Considering how close Pacey and Andy were, she's completely ignoring him. Basically. She's, she's real sketchy. She's like emotionally trying to distance herself out of guilt. It's so fucking weird. So Joey tells her that if they don't leave soon, they're going to make her stay. (laughs) And Pacey tells Andy that they should get her stuff packed so they can leave. And Andy's like really less than enthused to to leave. Like she doesn't want to leave. It's weird. Mm -hmm. So now we're with Jack and Jen. She's the head cheerleader and he's about to show off his football skills. We see the cheerleaders are performing this really sad (laughs) cheerleading routine. And Jack says that it needs to be a, a little more peppy. Yeah, she like took all the pep out of the pep rally. <laughs> There's no pep in this pep rally at all. None. And Jen agrees. She says, believe me, I've tried. You think I want to be held responsible for killing off the last vestiges of Capeside School spirit? And she says that they're copying her style and the way that she does her cheers. She says they're predisposed of having absolutely no identity. <laughs> and Jack tells her that that's the blonde gene. So she knocks into him. And she says, that's not funny. We see the football team practicing and we see that a ball is thrown directly to Jack and he catches it and he throws it back. And there's this like alternating scene that's happening with Mitch and this new freshman, Henry, played by Michael Pitt, who's so cute in this. I remember watching this back then and thinking like, who is this kid? Like, I didn't think anything about this kid, but seeing him yesterday when I watched this, I was like, he is so fucking cute. Like he, he really is. is. His eyes are so big and blue. And yeah, I I liked I, him. I mean, I even I really, really liked him when the first time I watched the show with him and his like eagerness and um consistency. Um, needless to say, towards the end though, he is one of my least favorite characters. I don't even remember, so I'll have to, to try to remember what happened. No, you like you love him, and then I guess we get to a point where he phases out of the show. So the way that they kind of phase this character out, it just makes me want to makes me sad, but makes me angry. And I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I do his character wise during this entire like um, for most of the time that he's on this show, we love him. 
Yeah, I always remember him being likable. Yeah, he's just, very likable. But his relationship with Jen was just always complicated, right? Yes. So Henry's trying to get Mitch, because Mitch is now the new football coach, to let him play in the game. But he's a freshman, and there's already a, a quarterback or something. I don't even know what the fucking deal is. He's just not... So he's football, from my understanding. You've got A and B. A is like varsity. But then they're broken down into like first and second string, I guess, basically. You got your backups. He is a freshman on varsity, but he's a backup, but he wants to play. That's what he's getting at. It's a big deal that somebody that's a freshman is on a varsity team, which is usually only for juniors, juniors and seniors. So it's crazy enough that he's on B team. That's how good he is. But he wants to actually play and not be a backup. And that's what what he's trying to do. He's trying to get out of being a backup and actually being first string. Get to play. Gotcha. Does that help? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't even like sports, but it, I kind of have an idea how that works. <laughs> so yeah, there's this whole scene where Mitch grabs the side of Henry's face and I thought it was so fucking sexy. <laughs> I was like, Mitch, grab my face like that. <laughs> um, so Jen's, we're back with Jen and Jen's like, I thought you weren't sure whether or not you wanted to go home. And Jack says, the point is that he should have asked me. And they're walking and someone is thrown into a fence and Jen screams. Uh, another ball is thrown. Jack catches it. He throws it back. They continue talking. Jack says, what kind of father doesn't want their son to live with him anyway? Jen says, trust me, I've been there. And he says, at least you have grams. And she says, so do you and me. And we see Henry yelling at Mitch again to put him in. And Mitch tells him for the last time, Henry, you're a second string freshman who's lucky he's not on JV. And Henry says, we don't have a JV. <laughs> And Mitch tells him in the instance that Falk gets injured, then Henry goes in and Henry says, what about the instance that Falk sucks? And then Mitch yells at him to do four laps. So then Henry looks over for a second because we hear Jen yelling off screen and she says, look out. And Jack catches the ball again and throws it back. And Henry and Mitch sort of like look at Jack and Henry looks at Mitch. Like he sort of has an idea and then he runs off and does his like laps. He's so like doofy when he's running, but it's so funny. So there's something brewing when we, yeah. we, we come back. We basically find out that Jack isn't afraid of a football. <laughs> right. He's good at it. Mm-hmm. Now we're with Dawson. He's at Tom's drugs. I called it Tom's drugs because that's the name of the drugstore in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm. And he's in line. He's trying to, he's buying like a ton of shit and he is trying to get condoms from the cashier and um he's trying to be like real quiet about it and the cashier is like you got to speak up <laughs> and he's like the, con- the condoms can i get the condoms and like the actors behind him are like laughing so funny and i thought it was just really weird that he was asking the cashier was there like a point in time where you could only get like condoms through the cashier like they hit it in the back like they would I with know. cigarettes probably <laughs> i have never i know now it's all locked up like in really? stores and stuff yeah like when you go to walmart all that stuff's locked up now they have everything's lock locked it. up in walmart <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why everybody steals from there anyway i uh, know but uh like uh pharmacies and stuff they're not locked up last i checked i don't know <laughs> walmart doesn't count walmart walmart's like a breed in and of itself <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> i think i told this story on here before but it, it totally brought back memories of this time I was trying to buy condoms at like a Rite Aid or something. And 
uh, I like went in and I got all the shit to buy <laughs> and I had the condoms in like with everything mixed in and the lady, the cashier was like this like older lady and she picked up the box like they were like used and she like <laughs> threw them in the in the bag and I was like fuck you. They're just like they, like you probably have children. <laughs> Like you probably had sex. Nah, I was never embarrassed by any of that stuff. So Oh, I stopped caring after a while, but like I mean, I remember being in high school and my friends were starting to become active with their their partners or whatever. And me just turning and being like, if you ever need me to go pick up condoms for you, you need to let me know. <laughs> because there a couple of them were the type that were really, really shy, but they like been with their boyfriends for a really long time and they were just i'm like if you are too shy to go pick up condoms but you're thinking about doing this you need to let me know and i will go get them for you oh jamie you're a good friend i know (laughs) i know (laughs) i can Um, be what i want to be no so sometimes i'm just a loner okay i'm a loner dottie all right anyways so we see that Dawson standing in front of their like enormous condom selection. And they're like <laughs> all on a pegboard. It's so weird. Yeah. And he says, this is worse than breakfast cereals. I laughed so hard at that. I thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> he's just standing there and he's like, this is worse than breakfast cereals. And I mean, he's not wrong. As if you're thinking about like those little boxes of like breakfast cereals, like the little personal boxes. Yeah. And they always have like, 10 different kinds and you're like do i want the fruit loops do i want the cheerios do i want the raisin bran do i want the rice krispies <laughs> yeah it's it's true <laughs> um we see this guy this big Creepy. older guy yeah and he says uh is this a big night or are you just stocking up and dawson <laughs> says it's a little of both and the guy tells him that his prophylactic prophylactic purchasing has never been more difficult <laughs> and it's so weird he like puts his arm around him and he's like talking to him about all the different types of condoms and he says before there used to be just two kinds the regular and for us who needed them the magnum i was like this guy does not have a big penis he's got like <laughs> he's got like a turtle because he's so big it like goes it back inside of his turtle, body turtle 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 <laughs> um poor so guy then this- this other guy comes up and he gets in their conversation and he mentions that the glow in the dark don't work. You got to hold them up to the light for 20 minutes. Who has time for that? <laughs> then a woman comes up behind from the back and she says, if you really want to blow our mind, try the brown Betty. So then the two guys grab both grab a box and then the woman grabs the same box and they all walk away and Dawson's left standing there and he says, this is not happening. And I was like, what is a brown Betty? I've never even heard of that. I don't know. I kind of wish that I Googled it. I'm going to Google it right I'm now. I'm going to Google too. Because um, I was like, brown Betty? Brown Betty condom? Dawson's Creek season three. I think they made it up. Yeah, because that's it came up for me too. Then there's the brown ribbed lubricated condoms by Trojan. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it really exists. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all fake. I was getting my hopes up. <laughs> What's a brown Betty? I really want to blow her mind. <laughs> I just like I wonder if any if this like scenario or something very similar to this has ever happened to anybody in real life where you're standing there trying to make a decision on some condoms and some random 
people that are in the aisle as you come and actually start a conversation like, oh, do you need some tips? Oh, you, you're stocking up. What's no. your favorite? You know, I like this one. I rec- like does the people? No way. No way. No. Like, I mind is- my own business with everything, Jamie. I yeah. don't want to know anybody's business. I don't get involved <laughs> in anyone's business. And even if you're telling me and I don't want to know, I just say that's not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I certainly would not be getting involved in some kid's decision on picking out condoms, (laughs) especially what these two creeps did. I know. So now we, yeah, well, I can understand. I don't know. I just assumed the one guy was married, but. I was like, is he still buying condoms, this guy? But I guess they're all single and they're just having fun in Cape Side. <laughs> Cape she Side, bought them. They all, they all, they all reach for the brown Bettys. <laughs> <laughs> we never do see what kind he buys, so that's the funny thing. Uh, we know it's Trojan. Oh yeah, because Jen says Trojan. Jen, Jen sees it and she brings up the fact that they're Trojan. Don't know what kinds of Trojan. I'm assuming it's probably the typical blue box. So now we are with Joey, Pacey, and Andy, and they're all carrying Andy's stuff out to the car. They weren't even in suitcases. Did you notice that? They were in like these weird totes. Mm. Yeah, like it was bizarre. It's not even like she had bags, like packed bags. I don't even remember what she packed up to begin with, like the episode where she left. Like, what was she? <laughs> well, they never the showed it. <laughs> the show, right? Maybe she went with the bins and the bins are following her back. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. There was not a suitcase in sight. So Pacey says, Mark seemed like a nice guy. And Andy like looks kind of scared. Pacey asks what he's in there for. And Andy tells him that that's private. And Pacey's getting annoyed. And he tells her, it's just us, Andy. So then Andy says, let's not talk about Mark, please. And Pacey says, it just seems so odd. You both seem so close, yet you never mentioned him in any of your letters or emails. Joey tells Pacey to drop the male jealousy thing. And Pacey says, the long walk home, Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Pacey's obviously jealous. And I feel like it would not have been an issue if Andy wasn't behaving the way that she's behaving because she's behaving the way uh, that she is. She's being real sketchy. He's now suspicious. And what is he going to be suspicious about? The boy that was laying on her bed with her. Right. I would. The boy that she had a 10 minute gaze with before he left. Right. I mean, and I mean, Pacey's obviously jealous and he's a little mad about it. And she kind of, you know, whatever and then pacey kind of you know obviously is pacey he's like real sweet and they finally have like their kiss but she's just is not acting right and pacey's not stupid no she's being very obvious yeah she does not hide it very well at all she's like they were so sad to leave each other the last time they saw each other and now it's like she doesn't even want to look at them emotionally weak and i think that's what she ends up kind of blaming it on later she was so scared and um you know emotional and he was there and he understood and he has his own girlfriend and they just made a mistake and slept together but i would probably dub it as just emotionally weak i guess i don't know well andy says is that what this is about you're jealous and he says how could i not be andy i spent months counting the moments until i could see you again and the thought that some other guy got to see you every day and hear your stories and eat dinner with you it just kills me And she says, well, we're together now, aren't we? Are you? (laughs) She's physically there, but she's not there mentally. She's with Mark, who is not as cute as Pacey, to be honest with you. I didn't think he was cute at all. And he wasn't even tall. He was very short. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he was very short (laughs) compared to Pacey. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) 
Andy says that she's there, but she's really not. But she kisses Pacey. They have a romantic kiss. And Joey's getting uncomfortable. And she says, finally, the reunion kiss we've all been waiting for. So let's go. (laughs) She's like annoyed. I don't know. She's just being Joey. But if it was her seeing Dawson for the first time, they'd practically be like laying on the ground making out with each other. Sometimes you meet that person and you just want to climb them like a tree. (laughs) Yeah, like the construction guy at work that I wish I could have climbed like a tree. Climb them like a tree. I am the spider monkey. (laughs) So now we're back at football practice. We see Mitch is running a touch football game. Henry tells him that this is his one shot to impress Mitch and he's going to tip the odds in his favor. He calls in a ringer and it's Jack McPhee. So we see a montage of Henry throwing the ball to Jack and he catches it every time. Jack's like rolling all over the ground and he's like a hero. And Mitch looks like he found a new player because he's just staring at Jack. So now we see Pacey, Andy and Joey back in the police cruiser. They're ready to drive home. And Andy's just staring out the window. She's not talking. And Pacey asks her if she's all right. And she tells him that she's fine. She's just happy to be with him and to be going home. And she looks over out the window again. And she's got like one lone tear streaming down her face. <laughs> like she was totally normal. Like the two seconds before. <laughs> so we can already tell that she's already slipping and she's only been 10 feet outside the, uh, the clinic. We're already going backwards. Um, <laughs> she needs to go back <laughs> Mark, the only one who understands her she's not ready before it was pacey now it's mark poor pacey so we're back at school and we see andy in her locker her hair looks terrible they really did hate her i don't understand it her hair is a mess it looked cute in the last episode oh no not andy uh we're talking about andy nope ignore me <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Sushi. <laughs> I know. We see Jack come up to her and he asks her how her first day of classes were going. And she says, very well, I must say. And he tells her that he missed her so much and they hug. Then Pacey comes up and he says, hey, get your hands off my girlfriend. And Jack says, get your hands off my sister. And Pacey's all over Andy and you can see that she's kind of cringing. And Pacey suggests that for her first night back that they go out on a date and stroll down to their spot. And she says that she wanted to go out to dinner like everybody as a group. And Jack says that he can't. He promised Jen he'd go to the pep rally. And Pacey's confused as to why she doesn't want to be out alone with him. And she says that there's plenty of time for them to be alone. And she says she just wants to be around normal people right now. It's been a long time. Pacey says, well, what am I? And Jack says, well, she said normal people. (laughs) And Pacey says, if I didn't know any better, I'd think that you were trying to avoid me. And she says, we can be alone after or tomorrow. Okay. And she kisses him on the cheek and he, and she like runs away and he, he looks like he knows something's up. I mean, right then and there, first of all, she's totally avoiding him. She doesn't want to be alone with him. All Pacey's trying to do is just, you know, be with the girl that the woman that he loves and he can't. And she's completely giving him the cold shoulder. And then he got the cheek kiss. Now, that right there is a problem. Um, <laughs> not Tell, for me. Nothing, Tell me what the we, problem is. <laughs> if we scroll back a little bit more, did you not notice that like most of the football players are tatted? No. I don't think I've ever seen so many high school football players with tattoos on their bodies. I noticed that they were all like half naked and, and very thin for football players. <laughs> they had tattoos 
um henry has one on his hip if you look at like the no i didn't even notice if he's wearing one of those scrimmage shirts so you can kind of see through they're like yeah which i thought was very sexy (laughs) if you if you really look at i think it's his lower left hip there is something on his skin and i think you get a glimpse of it like you really got to pay attention but i'm pretty sure he's got some kind of a tattoo there Oh, now I'm going to look it up. Michael Pitt. Which I thought was interesting. They didn't really try too hard to cover it if it's like that actor's actual tattoo because he's supposed to be playing a freshman and uh, freshmen are not of age legally to get tattoos. So yeah, he has something there. But yeah, so clearly I was paying attention to all of their bodies. (laughs) I wasn't looking at their faces. (laughs) The only one I know what looks like is is obviously Jack and and Henry. Everybody else, they could walk up to me and be like, oh, your tattoo looks familiar. (laughs) That's about it. So now we are with Jack and he's on the football field with Mitch. And uh, he's like, I got a message that you wanted to see me. And Mitch tells him that he did an excellent job yesterday. And Jack says, thanks, Mr. Leary. And Mitch says, I prefer my players call me coach. And Jack says, no way. No way. And Mitch wants him to join the team. He says he and Henry were amazing. And Jack says he doesn't play football. And Mitch says, you could have fooled me. Jack says, do I have to spell it out for you? Gay kid on the football team. Now, if that isn't written invitation for ridicule, what is? (laughs) And Mitch says, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Jack says, in a perfect world, maybe. That's not Cape Side. And Mitch goes into the speech about becoming the football coach on a lark and how taking the job couldn't be any tougher than the last year of his life. And who knows, he might even like it. But the chance of actually winning, that's something I could use right now. And he tells Jack that he thinks he could too. And Jack is just like looking at him like he's going to cry. So now we see Dawson bringing out all of the old films to his car because he's going to the pep rally, I guess. And a bag falls over and Jen picks it up and she looks in the bag and she says, Dawson, pray tell condoms. (laughs) Um, I have to say about Jen, I'm enjoying her. Mm. Like I really like I did last season a lot more than I did the first season. Um, I didn't mind her hair last episode, but now it's just constantly like crimpy and, and weird. I don't get it. Really? I feel like, yeah, it's just like, why are they making, they're making her into this like goth, like cheerleader girl. I don't know. She was never like that before. I didn't really pick up that. I think it was just more of the like, I don't know how to describe her, but I wouldn't use goth as the right term. I just hope that. Enthusiastic. Her hair. <laughs> I don't mind the crimp. I actually have a I have a couple of crimpers. I don't know if the one still works, but I love my crimper. Okay. Oh my God, crimp your hair, Jamie. <laughs> okay. I, mine are bigger crimps, so it's not like the really tight ones that you see in her hair. That's the one that I don't think works anymore because it's it's from probably that year. <laughs> <laughs> um but the bigger one that I have is a really nice one and it like it's really like it makes my hair really wavy it's pretty so oh. i don't knock crimpers okay i'm not i just think <laughs> i want her hair to look looking at jen's hair well she was they were they're using the tight crimps because that was really popular at that in that decade i remember and like and it was always like one section it wasn't like always the whole hair and i think even buffy kind of goes to like this crimp stage where her hair is always crimped or curly not curly but it's crimped because it's wavy it's not like curls like ringlets um beer bad that episode 
her hair is like that that like that season her hair is for the most part kind of like oh. got this curly thing going on she's in the co- those are the college years season four yeah um so dawson grabs the bag from her and she apologizes and she tells him it's just that the list of things she expects to find in his bag condoms fall between nuclear plants and crack cocaine and she asks who the lucky girl is but he won't say and she tells him ever since philly someone's been whistling a very different tune he says it's a dawson leary for the new millennium he's not afraid to use the words good and time in close proximity and she says well tell me dawson 2000 are you ready for this good time and i don't mean in a trojan kind of way sex isn't a one-way street dawson there are going to be expectations where you're concerned and he says okay any hot tips And she says, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) She sits down on the back of the truck and he like sits down with her. Uh, She says, it's all about one word, pacing. Now, versions either go too slower or too fast. Which do you think you are? And he says, well, how would I know? She says, let's say you have an ice cream sundae right in front of you, but no spoon. It's 100 degrees and you're starving. Do you like the ice cream or do you bite right in? (laughs) And he says, bite right in. She says, too fast <laughs> see first you need to admire the sunday watch the sunday and just before it's about to melt you look around the exterior savoring every inch you want to make that sunday last a long time but not too long because otherwise it ends up all over the table instead of in your mouth <laughs> but dawson if you remember one thing let it be this if you don't get the whipped cream all over your face you're not doing it right see what i'm saying <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> this entire like description that she gives is epic like <laughs> she sells it perfectly i just made me laugh and i like just was dying i was dying while i was watching this earlier today i was like i completely forgot about this completely forgot like awesome. the way that she just confirmed she just compares it to ice cream sundae like <laughs> If you don't get the whipped cream all over your face, you're yeah, not doing it right. <laughs> all you men out there, I hope you're listening. <laughs> oh, gay men know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we're at the pep rally. Jen and the cheerleaders are up on the stage giving the most boring cheer ever. <laughs> and um mr green comes out and he like thanks them for their enthusiasm or whatever enthusiasm for their enthusiasm yeah and mitch comes out and he introduces the football team we see pacey andy and joey walk in andy's wearing the ridiculous pigtails she wasn't wearing them earlier in the day so now she's just wearing them i don't i don't get it i don't know either she looks like a fucking idiot (laughs) she really does it's like she's like reverting backwards like to a more childish yeah mentality you know what i mean yeah it's weird <laughs> i don't know not so adult like maybe that has to do with like um all right let's think this through for a second so she was having issues because she was taking she was overstressed right she had she was taking all these responsibilities she pretty much didn't have a childhood and i'm wondering if part of her like rehabilitation at the clinic was her to not act so much like an adult and to act more like a kid probably right so hence the wardrobe change and the weird hairstyle for somebody who's 16 so she's regressing right and i don't know if she's regressing because it's like the stress of being home and having to deal with 
the her guilt that she's currently having you know what i mean or she's going back to a more innocent easy time in her life maybe maybe but even if she's doing that somebody should have told her she looked like an idiot with these pigtails <laughs> listen i wore i used to wear i wore pigtails in high school but mine weren't up high on my were, head yeah were they like above your eyes <laughs> like no. that's how high they were no they weren't were like, they like this <laughs> no they weren't like antlers or Wendy's high or anything like that. <laughs> Wendy's high. <laughs> That's really how hers are. Below my ears. I don't, know. Well, that, I don't know. She had them like that in the, in uh, when she was at the clinic. She didn't look bad there. Yeah. Like those are normal. That's how I always wore mine. Were always below my ears because I. It was easy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so. They all sit down and Pacey and Joey sit down for like two seconds and they're like, we're ready to leave. But Andy forces them to stay. And Mitch announces Jack is the wide receiver and he starts to walk towards the stage and he's like, got his hands in his pocket. Like he looks a little scared, but then the crowd starts cheering and like going crazy. And he actually like enjoys it. Like he likes the attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was building himself up to get like booed and, ridiculed because he's gay and he's on a football team yeah you know yeah he was like waiting for it to happen now he's like i'm a football secure and homophobic so (laughs) well i guess in cape side football equals uh you can do no wrong (laughs) like so i mean i feel like at this point jack's kind of learned like earned his place in that town so he's yeah. considered one of them because if I recall correctly, when they have like an outside game, there's issues with his uh, his preferences, and I'm pretty sure everybody stands up for Jack if I remember correctly. So I vaguely remember this. Yeah, I don't remember the details obviously, but um, I'm pretty sure that they stand up for him, and it's one of the reasons why Jack sticks with footballs because he actually makes genuine friends. It's great. Yeah. Jack's a so very it- different representation of, of what gay like looks like. I feel I, I appreciate it too, because it's not like they were making him this like flamboyantly like over the top gay character and right. like a jokey type of person. Like they made it very realistic. You can be gay and still like masculine things, whatever that right. means. And, you know, you can be gay and still want to like do all these things that, are considered straight. Like, I feel like it's kind of breaking that, oh, you're obviously gay stereotype. Yeah. Because I feel like at that point in time, when you're like, oh, this person's gay, you think of them to be like very feminine and, and, and flamboyant, as you said. In this case, Jack is none of those things. He just likes guys. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like when somebody finds out somebody's gay, they get like, <laughs> I don't know. It's almost like, I mean, it depends on who would it, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I, I think everybody kind of be like acts differently, and I think the ones that have the like what you're talking about when they get when they act weird when they find out somebody's gay it's because they're not already exposed to it. Like it's just something that's completely new to them. Maybe yeah, it probably has to do with exposure. Me, I think I have more gay friends than straight friends at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> And that's fine. You know, you know what's funny? I like have no gay friends at all. <laughs> I really don't. I've always had gay friends. <laughs> always. I've always had straight friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so Pacey and Joey are like confused. They don't, they're like, when did this happen? And Andy says, Jen's a cheerleader and Jack's on the football team. I got seen and everyone else went crazy. I remember <laughs> them putting that in the ad for this episode for the teaser for like the season. Right. And because I always, always remember her saying that. And it was so funny when I heard her say it last night, I got like deja vu because like I was in my room, my old room watching it. And I was like getting excited because I would see the commercials for the new season and they would always show that clip of her. (laughs) (laughs) So Jack's walking up onto the stage and we see that he he like slaps hands with um, high fives, Jen. Yeah. Has high fives. <laughs> um, and Mitch announces a big surprise, a first in Cape Side history. This year's starting quarterback is freshman Henry Parker. So everybody's going crazy. He runs up on the stage and he trips and falls right in front of Jen. And they have like a moment where he's just like staring at her and he apologizes. And then he goes and he picks up one of her pom-poms because he drops his football. Yeah, he's so distracted by Jen. Like, he's never, I guess he's never noticed her before until that moment. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just lost. He's just like, he saw a goddess for the first time in his life. And he's like struck by awe and beauty and shock. So he's like shock and awe, just staring straight at Jen. Um, And Jen's just like, Are you okay? (laughs) She's like, You you got the pom pom. No. (laughs) Yeah, so he bends down to pick up what he dropped and instead he takes the, the pom-pom and walks away. She's like, you know, in front of everybody. So he's on the stage. He's in front of his I entire know. student body, the president, his coach, his entire football team. They're all standing there, all the cheerleaders. And he's walking away with a pom-pom because he's so distracted by Jen. Um, I thought it was so cute. And nobody says anything. It's just silence. Everybody's just watching. Yeah, they're all behind him, literally, like. Just, just everybody's watching. (laughs) (laughs) Watching this interaction. (laughs) So now we see that Pacey is all over Andy and she's clearly uncomfortable by it. And she says, frisky much? And he says, listening to her holler really does bad things to him. So he asks her if she wants to scram Ola and she tells him in a little bit. So then he tries again and she blows him off again. So he stands up and he takes her hand and he tells her he wants to talk to her. And he'd rather not do it in front of the whole school. So now we see Dawson's film is starting and someone in the audience yelled, we love you, Mr. Leary. <laughs> did, did you hear that? <laughs> no, I missed that. <laughs> it was funny. So now we cut to Dawson backstage and he's just standing there. We see Eve's hands come up over his eyes and she says, time has come. The walrus says, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't and- know. It sounds like a kid's book. <laughs> yeah. And he says, you don't mean now. She says, I picked the time and place, remember? And he's like, well, my video is playing. And she's like, that's the lamest excuse. Let's go. And he says, they say girls like you don't exist. And she says, they lie. So she pulls them away and he grabs the white bag of condoms that he has. So now we're with Pacey and Andy in the hallway. And he asks her what the hell's going on because she's been acting strange ever since he picked her up from the clinic. And he has to beg her to spend any free time together. So she's clearly getting upset. She tells him they shouldn't talk about this here. And he says, so I'm right. And he asks her if she's trying to end things. And she says, no, that's the last thing I want. And he wants to know what she's been waiting so long to tell him. And she says, a lot has happened to me this summer, Pacey. A lot. And he says, what are you talking about? 
And she says, if we're going to talk about this, you have to promise me you won't say one word until I'm done. And he tells her, just go on. And she makes him promise her again. You have to promise me, Pacey. So he does. And she says, when I went to Mayfield, I wasn't the same person who came to Cape Side. I wasn't the same person you fell in love with. That first week, I met Mark. <laughs> so she tells him that he went through all the same things as she did and more. She says she didn't write about him because she didn't want him to get jealous because they were just friends. But they spent all of their free time together, talking endlessly, mostly about their fears. And she says that she was so afraid and Mark just understood everything that she was going through. So now it looks like she's crying. Her eyes are like watery, but she's not crying. Pacey's looking at her like he's getting kind of angry. And she says that he had a girlfriend that he was anxious to get back to too. And Pacey says, did you sleep with Mark? And she says... We knew immediately afterwards that it was wrong for both of us. Pacey's like, you slept with him, Andy? And she says, we just continued to stay friends and not tell our significant others. But then when I saw you, she tells them that was the biggest mistake of her life. And all she can think about is what if he can't forgive her? And she says, Pacey, you have to forgive me, please. And Pacey's like, I can't believe this bullshit. I know. And he's like pissed. He slams the door open and he leaves. He's like, uh, he's deeply hurt, you know? It's like, I'm out of here. He's like, I fucking trusted you. A whole new person. And he, she just, she betrayed him. He's like, I was like trying to help you, even though I didn't know how and all this stuff. And like, you made me into the person I am. And you fucking slept with this kid, Mark, Mark, (laughs) (laughs) like Mark. (laughs) Oh, anyway. So. Now we're back at the pep rally and we see Dawson's film is still playing. Meanwhile, he's directly on the opposite side with Eve making out. He's sitting on the buttons that make the screen go up and down and he sits on it for a second and we see that it starts to go up and we see their feet and Mr. Green notices and then he sits back down in the button on the button and the screen goes back down and he's like, wait, what was that click? And Eve ignores him and they continue making out and they fully sits on the button And the screen starts to go up and she realizes that everybody can see them now. And she says, don't turn around. And the whole audience just starts clapping and cheering. And we see that he has like his shirt hanging off. And she's like you said earlier in like her like bra top. And they end up like facing the audience and they start doing like bows and like take a bow. (laughs) Yeah, they take a bow. And then we see that Dawson makes eye contact with Joey and she looks so disappointed. Yeah. She, I don't she, know. She, How would, do you think I she said not mad? amused. She just. Yeah, that's better. Not amused. She's not amused at all. Everybody's laughing and she's just like processing. Yeah. Mitch's yeah. face was pretty priceless, I feel. And then he yeah. starts laughing later. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> no. But, but like we said, nothing happens to him. So. Um, so now we see that the audience is cleared out of the auditorium and Dawson's sitting on the stage alone. There's like streamers and cray paper everywhere. And Eve yeah, comes they're very out. messy. <laughs> you know, the school's always messy. <laughs> I, know. I remember during the um, episode where uh, Andy becoming the student council president or whatever, class president. Yeah. Um, there were like flyers everywhere and like 
the school is just wrecked. I was like, they, slobs. they don't, they don't have any janitors that work there. So <laughs> no, <laughs> they all it's quit. like the last day of school every single day there. <laughs> <laughs> they just throwing out their papers <laughs> in and out their lockers through that trash can. That's three feet away. It's going on the floor. Oh my God. That's funny. So Eve comes out and asks if he's ready. And he tells her that he's going to take a ride home with Mitch. And she's like, you don't want to hang out. He says, part of me really wants to. He tells her that he knows nothing about her. What's your last name? Why are you here? The only thing I know about you is sex. And if I sleep with you, that'd be the reason. And she says, well, we all have a reason for sleeping with someone, Dawson. Whether it's their body or their personality, their money or their sense of humor. What's the difference? He says, the first time he sleeps with someone, he doesn't want it to be for just any reason. He says, I want it to be for every reason. I was like, yeah, that's nice and all. <laughs> but when you're a virgin at like 25, you're going to look back and be like, man, I should have fucked Eve when she was throwing herself on me. <laughs> I'm never going to uh, hot chick like that ever again. No. <laughs> trust me, he'll stop thinking. He'll stop thinking like this when he gets a little older. It's so, I don't know. I had a friend who thought like that. Like he wanted to wait for like the perfect girl and. He was getting up there in age, which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, if that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Like, there's no perfect time to have sex. Like, it really isn't. But I remember being like, like, just have sex. <laughs> like, you're missing out. Like, you're going to have a lot of fun when you do it. <laughs> and I said, it's really not that deep. It's not that deep. Like, it's, di- I think sex is very different when you're like, when you are at a certain age and you're just like so horny that you're like, I really need to just have sex. Like, forget about this bullshit that I thought sex was supposed to be about when I was younger. It doesn't matter. But like sex is different. Like you can go out and have like fun sex with like, you know, one night stands, whatever you want to do. And sex is like different on like when you're on like a different level with somebody that you like really, really love. Not everybody can do that though. Some people need an emotional connection in order to be aroused enough to have sex. So, I mean, I can't say what we would do would match what other people would do, but some people it's just not, they're not into it. They're not going to be turned on. You know what I mean? Because they need that emotional connection. So I understand your friend, but yeah, it was just sort of, I know what you mean too. Cause sometimes you get to that point where your hormones are like, and you're like, I just need that right now. Like, I don't even almost care who. No, No, like you, you kind of, yeah. Like you kind of do. You're sort of just like, I really, really need to just go have sex. I really need need to hump something. (laughs) Because then you like, hello. No. <laughs> because then you think back and you're like, what was I doing all this time? Like, I wasted so many great years of my life. I could have been like banging. <laughs> you know what, though? Not for nothing. I I have felt that way before in the past because in the, when I was younger in life, and like everything was a lot easier. But I was more reserved because I just I have an issue with trusting people that close to me. Yeah, I don't really, I don't trust very easily when it comes to some like something that's that close. Um, so like one night stands and stuff, but never something that I could ever do. But now, like I think back on it, I'm like, why the hell not? <laughs> not no, that I would I ever do this, it, but I think the same know. thing. Especially yeah. like like I feel like it was such a waste for me to come out when I did and everybody has their time when they like come out but there were people there were guys like hitting on me before I even like realized that I was gay and 
I think back on those times and I think like opportunities from fear. Yeah. Cause like, I wasn't so sure of myself, which is like a, like a normal thing, but, but then I even think like, wow, I looked really good in my twenties. I really did. I was in good shape, whatever. I, I had a lot of, I had a lot more confidence, I think, but it was a different confidence. And like, I could have been like, just going out and doing doing whatever the fuck I wanted. But I feel like there's a part of me that literally just like, like I really did miss out on sowing my oats a little bit. And it, it it's, you know, I, I don't, I didn't have like the experience of coming out and going out and just like having fun because back then that, that wasn't me anyway. Like I wasn't just going to go out and like have sex with just random guys. Yeah. Like I would have to like trust them and like feel comfortable with them. Exactly. So like, when, I, when I met Justin, it was like an immediate thing. And I don't know what it was about him, but I felt totally comfortable the first night we met. And uh, we ended up, you know, like hooking up and stuff. But also I thought I'm just going to take this opportunity now because I might not ever see him again. And I don't know when this might happen again. So just do it, you know, and that turned into a 16 year relationship. (laughs) But I think, and I'm like, wow, I came out of the closet and got with the first guy I ever hooked up with. Like, what does that say? I don't know. (laughs) I like look back at some of the pictures from my mid twenties and stuff. And I'm like, my God, I was so hot. Why didn't I have more confidence in myself to like go out? You know what I mean? And do that. Cause anytime, I mean, I, I dress then how I dress now and it's always in comfortable clothes where you tell, you know, and I was just like, I like look back at some of the stuff that I was wearing and I was just like, why did I do that? <laughs> and then I look at some stuff where I actually got dressed up and I'm like, why didn't I do that more? <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think that when you're younger, it's like, it's very different when you're in your twenties. It's a very different mindset than when you're in your thirties and forties. So, you know, I can't say yeah. that I, I can't say that I would have done the things that I wish that I had done because I had a different mindset. Um, so Eve tells him that his eyes were her reason. She says the first time that she met him, she looked into his eyes and she saw such an old soul. And he says, thank you, Eve. And she says, Whitman, thank you, Eve Whitman. And he um, says, James Bond. <laughs> so he says, can I have your phone number? And she says, you have to earn that. So now we are with Pacey and he's driving Joey home. And she says, I don't think we'll be attending any more pep rallies anytime soon. And she thanks him for the ride. But before she gets out, she tells him that he has to talk to Andy. And he says, not right now. I couldn't even look at her right now. And she says, you have to, Pacey. You have to hear her out. And Pacey says, why? What's the difference, Joey? No matter what she says, the ending's still the same. She slept with somebody else. And Joey says, do you think that just because the two of you were together, what she did to you hurts more? It doesn't. There's no difference, Pacey. Look, she's 16 years old, and so are you. We talk like we know what's going on, but we don't. We don't have any idea. We're really young, and we're going to screw up a lot. We're going to keep changing our minds, and sometimes even our hearts. And through all of that, the only real thing we can offer each other is forgiveness. And I couldn't do that. At least I did it too late. Don't let yourself get so angry that you stop loving, because one day, you'll wake up from that anger, and the person you love will be gone. And he just looks at her. So then she gets out of the car and she leaves. By the way, she was so tan in that car. Yes. <laughs> and the yeah, yellow I against that her too. skin was so... I totally, <laughs> totally noticed that. I was like, my God, she's so tan. 
I used she to looked look good, like though. That. Yeah. I looked like that for like one summer. No, maybe two. Because I was one was more natural. I was out in the sun every day. And then the other one was because I was using a tanning bed. <laughs> I'm very pale now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get some color. I noticed myself when I got my hair cut. I looked, I looked into myself in the mirror and I was like, you were, you look sick. <laughs> like There's something wrong this with you. So I'm so pale. They would have called me a beauty in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> That's how pale I am. <laughs> Seriously. I like, I was, I'm wearing capris and um, mm. I went outside to get the mail and I looked down at my legs and <laughs> blinded by the light. Okay. <laughs> they're whiter than the envelope (laughs) (laughs) like my goodness i'm so pale (laughs) blinded by the light (laughs) right (laughs) very fair (laughs) fair skin all right so now we cut to jen and jack they're still at school they're like just leaving so mr mcphee shows up to the school and he wants to talk to jack and jen tells him that he'll see him at home He tells Jack that Grams called him and told him that he should make his way down to the school. And he tells Jack that he saw him up on the stage and he congratulates him. He says, seeing you up on that stage made me realize that I was wrong. He says he honestly thought he was doing what was best for him. And he says he thought living under his care would be too hard, that there were too many differences between them. But when he saw him in that jersey for the first time in a while, he saw himself in Jack. And Jack says, it shouldn't take a football jersey for you to see that. And he's like, you're right. Then he asks Jack to come back home. And Jack says, sorry, but no. And he says he figured that would be his response, but he needed to ask. So then Jack says, well, thanks for asking. So his dad goes to leave and Jack stops him and he says, dad, ask me again sometime. And he's like, all right, whatever. And he leaves. (laughs) He's like, I don't care at this point. (laughs) I'm giving you an olive branch and you don't want to take it. I would just stay with Grams and Jen anyway. He's with his best friend. and Yeah, right? You know, he doesn't that have to deal with the craziness at home. <laughs> right? So now we're with Andy. She's sitting on a bench at their spot, or her, at her and Pacey's spot. She's still in those terrible pigtails. Pacey finds her, and she says that she hoped he'd find her there. So he tells her that he thought of a million different reasons why he shouldn't have come. And she says, then why did you? He says, because I owe you that much. And she says, but I told you how sorry I am. What else can I say? And he says, there's nothing else to say. She says, so you don't think you can forgive me? So Pacey says, whether or not I can forgive you is not going to be what keeps us apart. What you did, our relationship was like this beautiful thing. And I don't think you ever realized how powerful it was. You changed my life, Andy. You were that person for me. You inspired me to be the man that I had only ever dreamed of being. When you first started to get sick, it dawned on me that I might not be that person for you. I can never go back to loving you the way that I did, knowing that my love wasn't strong enough the first time around. I can always forgive you, Andy, but I can never forget. Now she's crying and he gets up to leave and she stands up and she says, but I still love you, Pacey. And she holds his hand and he takes her hand out of hit. Oh, it was like heartbreaking. He like takes her hand out of his hand and like lets it lets her go and he says goodbye andy and he leaves so they leave on a shot of her crying with her pigtails (laughs) look i understand she was going through this crazy weird time getting help and she bonded with this person that she felt totally connected with and 
maybe she thought in the moment it was the right thing to do, but I don't blame him. I'm glad that he's breaking up with her because now his heart's broken. And it, like, I'm sure hers is too, but like he was there for her, like a hundred percent, you know? I like the way that he kind of explained it though. It was really kind of beautiful. Cause it was like, you've done so much for me. You are the, you were the person that, you know, got me to get my head on straight and get my stuff together and want to be a better person. But then I realized that I am not that person for you. So while she's that person for him, he loves her enough to let her go so she could find that person for her. Um, it's hard for both of them right now because the emotions and um, they're both heartbroken for sure. But I just I liked the strength that he had within himself to be able to make that decision and be like, listen, I can forgive you. He's like, but I'm never going to forget it. And the truth of the matter is I'm not what you need. You need to find what you need. So I I, I think that was a really well done way. He wasn't focusing on you hurt me. You betrayed me. I don't want to be with you because I can never trust you again. It wasn't about that. And I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. He's got a very level head about it. Yeah. See, this is why we are team Pacey. Pacey's the best. <laughs> we love Pacey. Go Pacey. So now we're with Mitch and Dawson. They're home. Dawson sees Joey on the dock all alone. And he walks down and he asks her what she's doing, what she's doing here. And she says, I'm not sure. Your house is like this magnetic north. Certain nights it just draws me in. And she tells him there were times during the summer while he was away that she'd ride her boat past his house for old time's sake, I guess. And he says, you know, we can't go back. And she says, I know. But she said it like she actually understood it this time. Like she just totally, totally agreed and just was like, I know it's never going to work. Yeah. Um, Well, she said she basically had like an epiphany when the whole stage thing happened with him and, and Eve. So yeah, she does. So Joey says that she actually realized it for a while, but earlier tonight, and Dawson says he's sorry that she had to see that. And she says, don't be. I think I was meant to. And in some weird way, it helped me. I really do think we need to move on and meet new people and to have new relationships. And Dawson says, it's weird how that happens, isn't it? You still love the person, but you just stop needing them like you used to. And she agrees with him. And she says, it's weird. And it's kind of sad. She says, so we were friends. Then we were a couple. Friends again. Then a couple. So what are we now? And he says, we're Dawson and Joey. And he gives her his necklace and he puts it on her and she looks kind of like happy about it. And Joey says, do you think every Joey has a Dawson and every Dawson has a Joey? And he says, I hope so for their sake. And pans out to them sitting on the dock together and end credits. Next episode is episode three. None of the above. I I remember a little bit of closure. You know what I mean? Like they finally are like, okay, we can move on from this. Right. We'll see how long that lasts when uh, Joey and Pacey start to get kind of serious. Yeah. I'm very confused about how this is all going to happen because Pacey and Andy are no longer. Dawson and Joey are no longer. Joey and Pacey are spending more time together under Dawson's request. I know that they all still hang out with each other. And there are times when Joey and Dawson are still sort of like, I don't know if they're a couple or not, but they're like hanging out. I know Joey starts to get like a new boyfriend or something this season. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So Joey starts seeing know. a guy, um, a guy in college. I don't remember what his name is, but she meets him when she goes to visit the college. Yeah. Um, as like a tour. 
because they thought i think she actually stays in his room because they thought that joey was a guy so she gets put in the guy's dorm or something but i don't quite remember if that's this or if i'm getting that confused with something but anyway she meets this guy um and they kind of hit it off so she starts seeing him pacey and joey officially happen um when they break up because he goes and picks her up and they're on their way home from the college and I don't remember what, but I remember they're like kind of, they're like on the highway where it's kind of open. It's probably like marshland or something. Um, oh, I know. When they get out of the car and that's when they get care. out of the car and they kind of have like a heated argument and then Pacey kisses her. And yeah, they base that's pretty much the start of those two. Um, I remember that. They hide it really well. They hide it from Dawson for the rest of the season until like the last like, episode or something because they don't know how Dawson's going to react. And when Dawson finds out, he does not react favorably. No. <laughs> He's really mad. <laughs> wow, they really fucked up their friend group, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, their dynamics a little. Well, because he gets, like, so jealous, and he's, like, almost betrayed, if I remember correctly. Like, that's how I interpreted it. Um, but I remember just being annoyed at Dawson, like, dude, really? Yeah, they kind of hid it from you, but did you not expect Because I think at one point, Pacey, like brings it up before he like they tell him because dawson finds out he walks out on the back porch and finds pacey and joey holding hands i don't even remember any of this yeah it's at night i don't remember i think they were coming he was coming back from somewhere and they were going to tell him but pacey wanted to talk to him but they didn't get a chance to and i think they were like talking because they were going to they they were going to wake him up somebody was going to wake him up or whatever to talk to him and he heard them talking i think he was already kind of suspicious but he heard them talking and comes downstairs and it's like obvious and then pacey's like well we're doing this now and that's pretty much how that goes and i just remember dawson like not handling it very well which was stupid but well he probably thought because it's his best friend and he's like yeah it's sort of like there's sort there's sort of like a line though i feel like maybe but if they like fall in love they fall in love dawson and joey aren't meant to be together and if anybody would remember a little bit there at one point pacey asked before they like joey and dawson even got together like i'm interested in her how would you feel if i asked her out and pacey's like do it right so i mean no, Dawson says just do it. Yeah, well, and then, yeah, and, then and then he got weird. Remember, he did but. get weird because that's because he was still coming to terms with his own feelings with Joey. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. For somebody so weird, constantly pushing Joey away at this point, for him to get jealous when she starts to see somebody new, even though it's his friend, it's just he he put them together. That's what pisses me off. I don't feel like Dawson ever really loved Joey in the way that she loved him. I really don't. I feel like Joey really looked at Dawson like like she really was in love with him. But I think that it was never really how he thought of her. I think he really, really loved her. But I think it was just in a way of like, you're my best friend type of way. I really don't think that that he would be in love with her. Yeah. I, I, that's what I mean when we watch that. I just remember because I think I've even said it before when they first started going on. I was like, I don't even see the passion. Yeah. I don't see it. It was just, it was almost him just being like, like he was like obligated because he, she admitted to being in love with him. I don't know. This is like a conversation we could have after we watched the final episode and <laughs> just give our yeah. thoughts about it, you know? Yeah. I really, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know how he felt if he was like in love with her or like he just loved her and he didn't know how 
his own emotions were with it. Like maybe he thought he did, or maybe he really did. And he just, when all of that stuff with Joey's father happened, he just, he made a decision and now he's sticking to his decision. But he's like, I feel like with his character, he's always one of those guys where he has a, Joey was like his first Mm-hmm. girlfriend you know what i mean it was his best friend he was super close to her so he has this like possessiveness when it comes to her about it where you know he has issues and things that are about her life that has really nothing to do with him where he feels like he has the right to say something and i think that's what bothers me the most and that's why like towards the end when it kind of turned not into dawson's show but more into joey potter's show i was kind of okay with that kind of move yeah. because I wanted them to have that space and Joey's life is more interesting than Dawson's. <laughs> oh, I totally remember that too. I always remember yeah. thinking like she is so much more interesting than Dawson is. And the way that they started to sort of make it all about her. Yeah. I remember thinking that they were going to do like a weird spinoff with her after the show ended, but I don't know if it would have necessarily worked as well as it did with, without the mm-hmm. other cast members. Yeah. I, I like I like what they're what they're doing. I know it's different, but I, I like it. I'm excited for this season. <laughs> I am too, because I, like I said, this is literally like I'm watching with brand new eyes because I don't remember a lot of this at all. I remember just sort of like forcing myself to watch this season because I wasn't into it. But I hope now watching it that I, that I do get a different perspective of it and sort of see, um, like understand more the storyline. Right. And I think that's part of why we work so well, because you see it in one way. And then when I give you like my point of view, it kind of like opens your mind up to other possibilities and and vice versa. You know what I mean? So you, you do get that fresh perspective, especially on a show that you haven't seen in a really long time. And then you have your own experiences that you can go off of. So now you can relate to the show in a different way. Um, I think that's kind of the best part about going back and watching, you know, shows that you grew up with as an adult because then you get to see these things and catch those things that you probably didn't understand back then or didn't notice or yeah you were too focused over here when you're not paying attention to some of the stuff that happens you know over here so um that's why this is so much fun (laughs) it is and you get yeah like you you just get a totally different perspective Mm -hmm. um so do you have any final thoughts on the episode no i just can't wait for the next one (laughs) um i didn't think it was like the best episode andy was like a little grating i liked everything that joey was saying to dawson and to pacey yeah and um we had some some really good like moments between with with them even mitch and his speech with jack to get him to join the football team was very like inspiring uh so we had some well said stuff you know with Pacey explaining his feelings and his thought process and basically ending the relationship. I thought that was beautifully done. Joey pretty much being like, you need to have this conversation with her. Don't hide from it. And then her conversation with Dawson and their closure and acceptance on where the relationship stands. Um, I think we had some good conversation <laughs> happening, some good advice. And I like. I like this, um, how we're seeing Jen and Jack evolve into their, yes. friend, with their friendship and everything. So happy because so, their, their friendship's my favorite. <laughs> I feel like Jack is such a big part of the show now. Like he, you know, he was so sort of like last season, just there, I feel like until he started to become like a nemesis for 
Dawson. Right. But I think it's a great thing that they made his character gay. I really do. And, you know, I had my own feelings about Jack back then, but now watching it, I have so much more, more respect for the character. And I have so much respect for Kurt Smith for like portraying him the way he does too, you know? Right. So, yeah. You know, it's amazing that that one character helped a lot of young gay teens and even like adults just understand who they are. You know, mm-hmm. I personally couldn't reflect on that because it's not something that I, I didn't look at him and like see myself in him. I really didn't. But now watching it, I see things that he does and I go, wow, I can totally relate to that. You know, it's crazy. So I have a new respect for, for Jack. And I like that they're making him like this popular. Jock. Yeah, Jock. So. But yeah, I um I didn't mind the episode. It, it was it was good. It wasn't my favorite, but we'll see what happens with next week. All right. Well, I did want to mention that we had a really nice DM the other day from a listener in Germany named Frank. Um, so he actually said that he was happy to find a Dawson's Creek podcast with a gay male host because he finds it like relatable. So I thought that was nice. Um, We hope you're listening, Frank. We hope that you're, (laughs) that you made it this far. And if you made it this far, welcome. Thanks for sticking around. And we love you too. Yeah. We appreciate it. All the way from Germany. It's crazy. All the way from Germany. That's so cool. All right. Well, I guess we can end the show, Jamie. Do you want to tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Of course. My bookstagram can be reached at J Lynn underscore book lover. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I've been a little bit more active in Twitter, but only like by a little bit. <laughs> so I'm at J Lynn underscore book love L O V, but <laughs> I have been a slightly active a little bit more, but not by much. All right. Well, thanks for that, Jamie. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> and if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you'd like to send us an email, please send that to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to read your email on our next episode. And if you're feeling generous, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. But for now, we appreciate you listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend and we will see you next week with a new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. You're so weird. Talking about Dawson's Creek.